Part three of the Santana Lopez story. We are back here today to talk through Santana's story in season three. I'm on a season where I, it really feels like as uh, going through the notes, remembering all that happens here. Uh, definitely the biggest season for Santana of the six uh, where the character, I mean, season two, you know, lots happening, uh, definitely becomes a main character. But season three, like Santana Lopez taking over the show. I think it's her worst season, to be honest. I think that um, the character really just goes south. I don't know what the hell the writers were doing. I think that there was just such opportunity for growth and, um, you know, fantastic teen drama storytelling, but they completely, you know, just dropped the ball. You had me for a Um, second. (laughs) Uh, Yeah! Season three is, I'm coming out. I want the world to know that I love Brit so I'm coming. This is her, this is her moment. This is, you know, her becoming a woman and, you know, learning about the agency that she has and following her own narrative. Even if the narrative might have been leaked before she would have liked, she still takes it all in stride. It's a bumpy road from here and there, but... Still, yes, one of the best seasons for Santana. Yeah, probably, probably the best. Probably, yes. yeah. Let's it get kinda, you know season four is, but season three, yeah, definitely. Yes, uh, season four and five and and some of six, eh, depending, whatever. Uh, definitely, you know, some more fun to be had. But as far as like Cheerios, the uh, the, the Santana, of course, of, of high school times uh, before the show takes a big shift into a bit of a different direction in season four, uh, they finally, you know recognized the star in their hands and definitely gave her a lot to work with here. So we have a lot to talk about today. So let's just get right into it. Of course, at the end of season two, we had Brittany and Santana that were definitely uh, not not like confirmed together, but, you know, linking pinkies, spending all their time together, uh, definitely admitting their harsh, not harsh. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, their intense feelings for each other is a better way to put that. So <laughs> yeah, harsh. Well, harsh feelings for, each, for you. Um, uh, admitting their feelings for each other and we see, you know, exactly what is going on here and just how real it could be. Uh, so as we start season three, the Purple Piano Project, um, it would P-P-P. be nice if things Ooh, could go Ooh, coming well. for Bryce's wig, Purple Pants Pot, Purple Piano Pot. Mm, mm. Yes. For the wig. I thought you were just interjecting with like a tweet. I was like, really? In the middle of this? <laughs> like some, I thought you were like, oh, there's no. drama on Twitter. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Because you have done that before. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I have definitely done that before, so I can't even be mad at that. I know. Purple Piano Project. Uh, Santana is going to uh, rejoin the Cheerios after some time away. Um, and Sue is back on her BS, getting Santana to do some uh, of her dirty work yet again. Yes. So uh, this is uh, Mr. Shoe's classic idea of every time you see a piano in the hallways, I want you to sing. No matter what, like even if you're in class and you shouldn't be singing or if you're in the library or if someone is actively telling you to stop, if, unless it's, you know, a super duper emergency, just sing. <laughs> and this, of course, is going to piss off Sue. Um, uh, Sue did just make Santana like head cheerio. And so she wants Santana to be on her side again. And now Santana's like, you know what? Yeah, you know what? This year I am going to be Team Sue. So Sue is going to task her with 
destroying this project from within, um, mainly by actually destroying one of the purple pianos. So mm-hmm. she gets um, a lot of the Cheerios in on it. She gets even Quinn in on it. Um, and during Blaine's big debut, big audition to be a part of the New Directions, they douse it in gasoline and Quinn uh, strikes the match, essentially, with a cigarette. Not unusual to see a piano on fire. <laughs> um, and it really does not end up working out too well for her because uh, you set a piano on fire. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry, you gotta you gotta leave the Glee Club. Uh, so Will, Mr. Shu is going to, uh, to kick her out of the Glee Club and tell her to come back when she can be as loyal to the Glee Club as everybody else in the club is. Uh, so she takes, you know, she, she heads out of the room and she's like, all right, you know what? I guess I should take a break. It's like, ah, Santana, I don't know if you were taking a break break or if uh, you were kicked out of the club but either way i support you um yeah which yeah that line to me is always like girl okay yeah. <laughs> like you know i could use a break <laughs> bitch we just got here this is the first day of school that was the break <laughs> what are you talking about so uh so she is uh gonna take a, a brief step away from the glee club i mean literally what an episode or two later she's going to end up isn't right it back the next there. episode if it's not the next episode it's the, the one after that you know booty camp because she's like around. comedically like oh my god yeah i swore my allegiance to the glee club again it's fine yeah. <laughs> so Uh, As we've seen, Santana does have a love for the uh, New Directions that uh, she cannot part from. She has no desire to part from. And, of course, a lot of that has to do with Brittany, uh, who's, uh, you know, of course, the two of them are in this uh, together. Uh, Speaking of Brittany, she's uh, having a hard time getting together with Kurt for his campaign for class president. Kurt essentially uh, dismisses her from being helpful towards the campaign. And Santana tells Brittany, why don't you just run against him? You you know, you'd be great. Uh, You're a genius and you can be your own unicorn if Kurt doesn't want you to be. Uh, to be his unicorn. So uh, that's going to be a project that Britney sets her sights on. And of course, we know how that all goes. Um, but meanwhile, the beginning of season three, of course, is going to be all about the Trouble Tones as we are going to have that group formed. Mercedes has been, uh, you know, having her issues with Rachel and with everything for the past uh, two years or three years, two years now and uh, going into the senior year for them. So Mercedes ends up leaving to go join Shelby's Nuclear Club because she's sick of the lack of solos and, you know, general lack of respect given to her by Mr. Shu. Uh, she tries to talk Santana into joining her as well, but Santana's like, I can't leave Brittany behind. The only way that I can go do this with you is if Brittany agrees to come. Uh, Brittany and Santana, this is still early in the season, they go out to breadsticks together and they discuss their relationship. And, you know, what are what are we right now? Like, are we dating? Uh, Santana's curious about and Brittany's like, well, I thought we were. You know, we're always together. We're always kissing. We're always sharing our sweet lady time together. <laughs> yeah, that last night when we were scissoring, that wasn't a date. <laughs> yeah, so, like, are, are we, do you need more definition? But, uh, you know, they Santana, this is something she's always struggled with, of kind of, like, talking it out. And she actually is uh, down for the conversation here, but... Uh, She's also kind of shifting to a new uh, conversation. Go ahead. What were we going to say? And I think it's just it sort of goes to show that she really doesn't know exactly how Britney feels. Um, One, because like what you just said, they I mean, at least on Santana's part, she does have a hard time talking about it. But I also just think that there's just like an insecurity there. Just some just some doubt because it's like Britney isn't doesn't like sort of move within relationships the same way that Santana does. Santana is extremely territorial. Santana just wants Britney all to herself and she doesn't want to have a repeat of season two where Britney has, you know, with Artie and, you know, like this whole bisexuality thing, which they never really have that much of a conversation about, but I always kind of get like the biting undertone that Santana kind of like is where Kurt is on this in season two where it's like, "Ah, I feel like you 
like girls, but you're just, you know what I mean? Like, I think there might be a little tinge of biophobia there that doesn't really get explored too much. Um, But I think, yeah, by and large, there's a lot of insecurity and she just wants to make sure like, so yeah, we're together, right? For real this time, right? Like, I'm I'm not having to wait around for you to get over Artie or whoever else. Like, we are together here and now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And even then, she can't even accept it because... They, like, hold hands at red sticks, and she puts a napkin over it as if that's going to stop anyone mm-hmm. from seeing if they're holding hands. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, girl. as I definitely uh, agree that there's, like, a bit of, you know, uh, I don't know if it's biphobia the right term. Uh, either way, that's what, you know, we're kind of getting at, that, like, she's... Biphobic think, undertones. I yeah. won't say that she's full out, like, an ass about it, but there's definitely some, hmm... Right, like, pushing, on, like, using her manipulation powers uh, to get Brittany to either... Uh, fully be on board of Team Lesbian or... Yeah, you, know, you gotta just, be all the way gay, man. Or we essentially just, you know, be fully committed cycles. to her uh, rather than having any interest in anybody else, especially other, you know, especially in boys. Because we know that Britney still is interested in boys just as much as she is girls. So uh, Santana, mm-hmm. of course, uh, definitely wants Britney all to herself. So what's going on here is that she, of course, is still going to try to work on getting Britney to leave the New Directions and join uh, the Trouble Tones, which are not yet named that, but that's fine. Uh, so Britney's a little hesitant about it, but she says she'll think about it. Santana finds out about uh, Rory, the uh, new, uh, new ex- foreign exchange student that's living with Britney, um, and uh, about how he's granting Britney wishes and all this stuff. So like you mentioned, uh, they're holding hands under the table, uh, or sorry, under the napkin, uh, because she's like, oh, well, I want to make wishes too. I wish that you and I can hold hands. Um, and they do. So look, wishes are coming true. But uh, in this episode, we see Blaine is going to give us a performance of last Friday night that nobody asked for. Um, and Santana is like, all right, look, I've had enough of this. This club is turning into the Blaine and Barry show. I want out. Uh, so she comes to Rory. She tells him, you need to stay away from Brittany and you also need to grant me a wish, uh, which is to get Brittany to uh, agree to uh, leave the New Directions to come join Shelby's Glee Club. And when Santa, uh, when Brittany finds out about this wish that Santana asked for, she's like, well, I have to say yes. There's no way that I can say no. Like you asked the Irish, the the leprechaun for the wish. Uh, I couldn't think of the word leprechaun. You asked for the wish. I have to grant it. it has <laughs> you to asked the Irish gentleman with gentleman. the pot of gold. And a rainbow. Yeah. So she's got to go. The, the, they got to go, and they do, and they uh, find sugar, they find Mercedes, and the trouble tones are born. I always wonder, like, is this how she wanted it to happen, like Santana, or is like she doesn't give a damn how it happens? She's just like, Rory, you better convince her ass that she needs to come with me to the trouble tones. Like, did she expect Brittany to sort of, like, fall into this trance that Roy has to put on, like... I command you to come to the Glee Club. <laughs> was it just as simple as, bitch, tell her to join Glee Club and tell her that she said so because you're the leprechaun and let just make it happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Santana will assess any situation she finds herself in and find the way to maneuver around it. There's a reason she was so successful in a season of uh, Brant Steel Survivor or whatever the game was that uh, that she did very well in. Not to spoil I it. think, I mean, I, I enjoy this move, narratively speaking, um, for season three. I love the whole Mercedes defection um, and her, you know, snagging Brittany and Santana as well. Um, I feel like for for Santana, this definitely allows space for her to open up and really get a chance to perform because, I mean, Mercedes is right. Like, you have Valerie last time, girl. So... Even if even if you love New Directions, you know that there's definitely more for you to be do- doing here. So, 
Mercedes, you know, she appealed to the right audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but things are about to get a little bit more intense for Santana here in season three. Things are going to get serious. Um, now that she's joined the ch- the Trouble Tones and the New Directions are still doing their, their thing, um, the feud ends up kind of growing between the two of them because now there's two rival glee clubs in the same school. So we're going to see a, a mash-off week where Will and Shelby come together to, you know, decide to do some mash-offs with the two different clubs together. They end up having the dodgeball game. Uh, Santana has always been, you know, this way towards Finn where she's got, kind of called him names, made fun of him, just like she does with everybody. But um, it, it seems always a little bit extra harsh with Finn for whatever reason. Uh, you know, more on that maybe in season five and how that, you know, how she feels about that i guess when all said and done um but this really gets ugly pretty fast yeah uh it's not it's definitely not one of her shining moments um they have sort of been going back and forth for one finn does not want any defections because this is supposed to be the year that new directions takes it all the way right he really needs it for his his uh, his scholarship applications and all that stuff so the fact that two of the best singers are leaving to go somewhere else it's like well damn so there's already that frustration there and then on top of that finn does sort of have this wherewithal to kind of realize what's going on here with Santana and how it really just isn't just about the Glee Club. A lot of it has to do with Brittany and how she's wrestling with those feelings. And I think, and like you said, we can talk more about it in season five, but I think one of the reasons why Santana is particularly mean to him is because I think that she sort of reminds him or it reminds her of like a bad place that she was in when it come, when it came to like being sexually repressed. Like mm-hmm. she felt like she had to bone the hottest guy because she was dealing with the fact that she's like nope I actually like girls but I don't want to deal with that right now so now like Finn is kind of like a physical representation of all of that like yeah. struggle and regret and and you know Finn that's not Finn's fault like you were the one that said hey let's come to this hotel let's get it on like let's sing some Madonna <laughs> this is your doing like he didn't do any of this um, but yeah it's gonna get it's gonna culminate into this really, really messy back and forth during Mash Off Week. They have this basketball game where she basketball. makes Rory's nose bleed. Or dodgeball game. <laughs> that would have been an entirely different episode. <laughs> gotta get you, gotta you, get you, get, get, you, your, get your head, get your in, head the game. in the game. <laughs> um, yeah, dodgeball game. Rory ends up bleeding like the little delicate Irish potato that he is. And she's not, and she seems to be very ruthless about it. Doesn't seem to have a lot of remorse. That's the uh, when the infamous... Uh, sugar model line comes in. We still won. <laughs> but this all culminates in um, her trying to apologize to Finn initially for all of the strife that she's been causing and all of the things that she's been saying about him. But it just devolves into another insult fest. And Finn is like, you know what? Why don't you just admit the truth? Admit that you are in love with Brittany and you're afraid that her ass might not love you back. Why don't you just come out of the closet? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. a Cheerio, a passerby Cheerio is going to hear this happen and... That's when things hit the fan. Yeah, Santana, you know, dishes it and uh, sometimes can take it, sometimes can't. Uh, But this wasn't any kind of circumstance where it was like, uh, you know... You, again, this this uh, this whole episode, we talked about how it's such a tricky line here because in no circumstance on earth ever possible ever at all should you ever out somebody ever, 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 ever. And then you also kind of have to look at it from Finn's perspective where she was just pushing him so far, so much, so often. And he like you can understand just in general the way that he snapped, that he said something that he was going to regret. 
it's just extremely unfortunate that he had to say exactly what he said and, and outer. Like, again, uh, I, I think both things can be true that, uh, well, essentially, you know, both of them were in the wrong there. And uh, uh, when two people are in the wrong, I mean, two wrongs don't make it right. Isn't that the saying, right? So uh, yeah. nobody's correct here. Nobody comes out of this feeling good. Uh, Santana, obviously, you know, is about to go through some awful, uh, no, no fun stuff there. And Finn feels like a complete asshole for the next uh, two episodes as he has to try to make things up. Uh, so, yeah, Santana gets yeah. pulled over to Sue's office. They tell her about what happened, uh, the, this smear campaign that went up, which is pretty much intending to out Santana um, about how, you know, Sue has... Uh, uh, lesbian cheerleaders on the team and Sue might be a lesbian herself and all this kind of stuff. Um, and Santana's heart drops. She's like, I don't even know what to do. I haven't told my parents yet. And everyone's trying to help her out and show her sympathy, but she hasn't told her parents yet. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so embarrassing. It, it, it really is because I mean, not only is this ad about to run all over, all over Ohio or wherever the hell, but the fact that she's getting pulled into a room with a bunch of adults, which she has varying degrees of trust. Like, yes, I mean, Mr. Shu is there. Like, so he's, she's he's probably the most amenable to like dealing with the situation. But Sue, like Santana, I mean, we don't, we don't find Santos season five, but she does not like Sue. So for Sue to be the one that is like coming to her, being like, "Oh shit!" Like, you got outed by because of me. I'm sorry. And then Bert, like, Bert's a nice guy, but like. Ew, no. Like, why are you talking to me? Like, this is, you know what I mean? Like, I would feel so attacked if I were her, having all of these adults, you know, claim that they can help me with a problem that I'm not even sure that I'm ready to even help myself with. Yeah. So I thought that this scene, I think that, I mean, this is a big reason as to why season five, or season three for Santana really, you know, is the best one because you just get to see her go through such a harrowing experience. And I think Naya does a really good job of sort of putting all of these emotions into one moment which is going to be the build-up right for one of the best performances of Glee of all time. Rumor has it, someone like you, mm-hmm. so expertly done. Uh, I love it so much. And and it's not just, like, this performance is, you know, people today, like Netflix accounts are out here tweeting, you know, what is your favorite performance from Glee, and why is it Rumor has it, someone like you mashup? Uh, because people, like, even if you have not thought about Glee once since it finished airing, you remember this mashup. You remember Don't Stop Believing, you remember Teenage Dream, you remember some other things that they did, but you remember the this mashup. You remember this like that the fact that this happened it was so instantly iconic i don't know how many times we've talked about it and we will continue to that's fine um i have no problem you know continuing to talk about it but um the reason that it had such an impact is the build up to it the entire storyline that culminates in watching the emotion on Naya Rivera's face as she is is going through this extremely upsetting time in her life. She is, you know, they're about to do uh, an Adele mashup for, for mashup week, um, and she's going to go do the performance because she's a performer and she's not going to, you know, just back out on, on this, this group, especially new directions, maybe who cares, but like this group is like, you know, she's put a lot of effort and, and her heart into this group with Mercedes and Brittany um, and what they've done, what they've gotten gone, you know, going here. So when she gets up on that stage and you see in, in the performance of like how much she is about to break down, but she still goes through and kills the song and Mercedes is looking over at her, like something is wrong here, but they still continue to go through the entire, song and as she's singing you know you know every word every line that comes out she is just very passionately and very emotionally 
getting through it. And then at the very end, of course, we know how it ends. Uh, she stopped. They, they stop singing. The song is over. And she looks over to Finn and she's like, oh, fuck, no, not more. Not more of this. Finn's whispering to Rachel and she jumps off, comes over, asks him what he just said to her. And he's like, I it, it, and she's like, no, enough. And she slaps him across the face and just there it is. Yeah, this 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 really is just fantastic. Like I feel I feel like there's so many realizations that I'm having right now that I don't know why my dumbass didn't really have them before, but I mean the the song choice of rumor has it when the whole thing is about a rumor about Santana, it's just not clicking in my head. I did not register that for whatever reason. I was just like, "Oh, two Adele songs." Yeah. Like I did not think about that. But one thing that I did notice when I was uh listening to this song in preparation for this podcast, I was like, hmm, there's a really, really beautiful way in which they put these two together. Um, because as all, all of you, I'm sure, are really familiar with the song at this point, um, Mercedes begins the song with the lyrics of Rumor Has It, which is kind of like a song that's about, oh, um, there's a chance that this guy may actually like me, even though the rumor is that this that they're with this other person or whatever. Um, and... Santana kind of just comes right in with the climax of the chorus of someone like you. And in the context of rumor has it, it means so it, it means such, something so much different. So when that first chorus of never mind, I find somebody like you then gets uh, followed up by that. Don't forget me. It flips the entire meaning of it on its head. And I never realized that until that day I was listening to it. And I was like, wow, they really were thinking about this shit and being extremely intentful with not only the song choice, but mm-hmm. how the mashup is going to be constructed. And I don't know if people have already thought this in their heads and they're just rolling their eyes right now being like, I'm on, you dumbass. But it it actually hit me this time. If anything, this podcast really is just Glee hitting me in different ways in which they'd hit me before. Like, that's kind of where I'm at with this journey. But And yeah, I genuinely start, at a certain point, I've started to feel like we are one of very few podcasts who are like, we still love Glee and they did a lot of good things. And so many other podcasts are like, this show is so stupid. Why do we even like it? It's not stupid. It's so good. It has so many good moments. It is wrapped up in some bullshit a lot of the time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but just you know, good fuck the bullshit off a little bit you know Patting ourselves in the back here um no i and I, I i i'm you know i i not i wouldn't say that i never thought of it that way um but i like talking about it because it's you know again the kind of thing where like so many people are like oh my god that was so good like it's one of the best songs they've ever done but like again when you have to when you combine it all together when you think about it of like like you said like the words that they are saying and the emotion that that just everything all together here it is just incredible um so that's what's happening here right so she is just going through it she slaps Finn across the face of course this leads right on into the next episode I kissed a girl they go over to Figgins's office and uh, as soon as they're you know about to I guess be uh, or Santana's about to be reprimanded by Figgins, Finn jumps in to defend her and he's like, it was just a stage slap. It wasn't real. Like she did not hit me. Meanwhile, this boy's cheek is definitely like still red. Uh, and Santana's confused. She doesn't really know why he's saying what he's saying, but Figgins lets them go because he has to. I mean, if, if if Finn is out here saying it wasn't even a real slap, what is he going to be like? No, she did. <laughs> we dropped the charges. Right. Like, OK. All right. I guess we're done. Um so, well, so that's exactly what happened. So they, they walk out of the office and she goes up to Finn and she's like, what was that about? Like, what is going on here? I just slapped you across the face. Why are you being like this? Uh, and Finn says to her, look, you were my first and you mean a lot to me. And if anything ever happened to you, 
and I didn't do anything to prevent it, I'd never be able to live with myself. So obviously we see Finn going through a lot of guilt here because this whole outing happened because of what he said. Uh, Finn likes it rough. That's the subtext. So, uh, you know, he's going through a lot of guilt and uh, is going to end up singing some girls just want to have fun to her, which I don't know why she thanks him for, but she does. Which... It's this, and this is what we're talking. This is kind of what you were talking about before. Like a lot of people, are like this show could be so stupid or whatever. Because it's like, how do we go from something so masterful as <laughs> girls? They just uh, have fun. This is just not a good. Oh, I would have much preferred yeah. if he just sang the regular song if he was going to do it. But you know, oh, whatever. Really want. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Like you know what? Maybe maybe we just had to be there because didn't I Rivera say that like the like she actually felt something when he was singing this to her? Like she actually. I was like, oh wow, like this is emotional. So maybe it's just not translating for us, but it translated for her. So like, uh, and then you got the 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 gays out here singing, uh, "Pretty, pretty, please, don't you ever ever feel <laughs> like Santana's like, I'm about to go back in the closet and uh, and be nowhere near you guys. I'm gonna lock myself yeah. in that door and get away from these songs." Um, She's not one for the the theatrics of it all. Like she doesn't need all of the oh my god, we're here for you. Like that. She's just she's just guys. Like I'm gay. It is what it is. Thank you for being here, but I don't need I don't need this. Like let's move on. But one thing that does end up helping her out, or she does appreciate even more, is uh, when all the girls are going to come to her defense in the hallway with the Mister Random Jock coming up to uh, wanting to uh, you know make her normal. She move is your normal. busted ass. Yeah. Mm hmm. And they all uh, break into some Katy Perry to uh, to lighten the mood and to uh, get everybody having a great time there. Yeah, um, it, this is a lot of fun. I kissed a girl. Um, all of them coming to support her, no matter you know what's going on with everything else. I mean, they, <clears throat> you know, they have been really going through it. This Glee Club has like the past couple of months, so it was nice to see them sort of corral around Santana and to like get this dude out of here like make you normal excuse me ew mm. yeah so she comes uh to everybody you know after that performance and she ta- she kind of updates them on what uh, what's been going on uh she tells them that she did end up coming out to her parents and they were pretty accepting of it which she's obviously very happy about but she hasn't yet told her abuela uh so you know we're gonna put a pin in that mm-hmm. um well, I guess in the episode, it's, you know, as far as talking about it here, uh, we're going to go right over to Abuela's house where she's going to sit down and have a conversation with her. Uh, we're going to see how big of a character Abuela is going to be here in season three. And then, of course, all the way when we swing back around to season six, uh, you know, it's and this is the journey, uh, you know, as we talked about in this episode when we talked about it back then uh, for a lot of, you know, queer kids uh, or, or anybody of any age in life. Um, you know, some people are going to be great. Some people are going to be nice about it or, or good about it. Some people are not going to. Uh, it's gonna. You're gonna get mixed reactions. Um, hopefully, more positive than negative. But sometimes there is a negative reaction, and we uh, truly see Santana go through the entire experience here, from being outed to being rejected. She goes to her Abuela's house to sit down and talk about things, and she's like, "Look, you're one of the most special people in my life. I want to share something with you." And Abuela's like, "Oh, you're pregnant, Santana." Santana's like, "No, no, Abuela, that's not it. But look." Um, and she drops the line that, of course, everybody remembers. Uh, I love girls the way I'm supposed to feel about boys. And when I'm with Brittany, I finally understand what love is. And Abuela is not here for this. She tells Santana to leave Get and your to never come back. Get your fucking ass out of my house. And yeah. 
you come into my house, you come into my home and make me feel uncomfortable. Uh, Santana, secrets are secrets for a reason. And Santana, I don't know that, like, I don't know exactly what reaction she was expecting here. Obviously, she was not prepared for a, a warm embrace because she waited so long to tell her abuela, or not waited so long, but she saved abuela for last. Like, she obviously knew that this wasn't going to be the easiest conversation, but you can still see, you know, just as you would imagine, uh, her reaction after abuela essentially tells her to leave. Yeah, it's it's really rough. It's hard. Um, and I think she, you know, was strategic in how, you know, like, in the order of which this happened. Obviously, she was sort of outed, so she sort of had to do this. But, um, I mean, I think that's kind of, like, where the Glee Club does come in and her parents do come in, where it's like, okay, well, I, I now have this little cushion here. I have this cushion of people that no matter what, I can always go back to. So even if the worst of the worst happens, which I believe this is probably the worst of the worst for her, was her abuela. Even if that did happen to her, she would not completely fall. So, um, you know, this is hard. I don't like this scene. It's not really fun. Um, I mean, I I recently came out to my mom and thank the heavens that it was nothing like this. Um, on the opposite end, it was kind of the opposite end, <laughs> to be honest. But, yeah, it's it's hard and especially the line where she's like secrets for secrets for a reason and Santana's like okay well so you're telling me that if I didn't say anything like this would be okay if I just kept it a secret like why I'm the same person that just came in here 20 minutes ago um but her but and her grandmother doesn't really have much of an answer to that because there really isn't one because it's not logical it's illogical you have these thoughts and feelings about homosexuality because I mean you probably have been taught that I would probably venture to say that they're probably catholic like I, I don't know that's like it's it's just not something that's to be done over mm-hmm. there and it's she's of a certain generation and it's hard to sort of like have her come over to this side so quickly but i guess santana just figured i mean she loves me so much that there's got to be at least something in there where she's going to be able to accept this but nope and we could do and a deep hard. dive into what we think their relationship is like because when we get to more of it in season six it's like you can just see like that obviously these two grew up so attached so close to each other um but as life you know got, went on and especially during here in season three as santana is going to come out to her she's just like the separation puts it to, like the separation is there like abuela is like okay this is it uh, this, you know, this situation is too much for me to be, uh, to, to work through. I, I just, it's so much easier for her to push Santana away completely. And of course, Santana, you know, this young, uh, vibrant person in the world is like awfully, like it feels awful about it as anybody else would, um, for, for, you know, somebody in her own family, somebody she loves so much to be, uh, you know, not accepting of her. It's the sad reality for a lot of people out there. Um, so she's just completely crushed. And, uh, you know, we're not going to see her talk about it a whole lot over the rest of this season. Maybe it'll come up once or twice and then five, uh, four and five. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that they went back around to it in season six to, you know, make it uh, a closing point for her character as she's going to end up, you know, moving forward in her life with Brittany. Because the fact that it just kind of does get dropped is a little confusing until they get back to it. But, you know, so... I don't know. That's just uh, that's just that. So she ends up going back to the Glee Club. She sings some Constant Craving, a song that she says gives her strength and helps get her through. So she is going to get through and she is going to have strength to keep moving forward with with the Trouble Tones and with Britney and with all of her friends around her, even if, you know, they're not all, uh, you know, she's not nice to them at all times. And maybe they don't appreciate that at all times, but they are still family. They're all still there for each other. So um, the struggle still continues, but I know I'm not alone. Or at least I'm not alone. I forget what the actual quote is, but something like that. Yep. 
So hold on to 16. Let's move into some uh, happier times towards the end of the episode, even though it's not happier times for the Trouble Tones here. Yes. So it is now officially time for uh, sectionals. Um, Rachel has got herself kicked out of sectionals because she decided to rig the election and pull a Trump. Um, well, I guess not pull a Trump, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> So they have to find someone to take her spot. Um, this is where Sam comes in. We do get to see Santana deliver, deliver a, a lovely uh, message to Sam. She's been waiting for this day. I just heard that Trotty Mouth is back. I've just been keeping a notebook just in case this day ever came. Welcome back, Lisa Renna. I've missed you so much since your family packed their bags, loaded them in your mouth, and skipped town. I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to enjoy a crisp pickle, but couldn't find anyone to suck the lid off the jar. I assume you've been working as a baby polisher where young mothers place their infants' heads in your mouth to get back that newborn shine. So glad you're back. I haven't seen a smile that big since a claymation abominable snowman got his teeth pulled by that little gay elf dentist. Love, Santana. Okay. <laughs> like, finger, like, what was I going to say? Like, what is it? Like, hand to God or whatever? Like, how do people, like, make people swear? Are you reading that or do you know it? I know it. <laughs> how? That's <laughs> so many words. I am an actor. I memorize lines. I'm a you, quote so you machine sat as well. Down to memorize this, or it just like you've li- you watched it, you know, a couple times. I've watched now it, it so many times that it's like it's it's in there now. I don't understand. It's by osmosis. Like once you, you keep hearing it over and over again, eventually, you know, it just kind of sinks in there. You know, as as like people always used to do that with like Mean Girls as like the number one quotable movie or whatever of oh, our generation. Matthew, I know. I could recite the whole movie. Like, well, it's, uh, that's, it's, what, that's what I'm getting at. That like so many people can do that, and even the amount of times that I've seen that movie, and that's like that's a lot for me because I don't watch a lot of movies, but I've seen that one, you know, as many times, not as many times, whatever. A lot of times, um, I still can't like quote every line. So I don't know. Maybe that's just not something my brain takes takes up space for. It's fine. I once tried to uh, film myself reciting the movie uh, line for line. I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be so famous. I'm gonna go viral because no one's ever done the entire movie before. But I, I just didn't do it because it's a lot did. of work. And then the copyright probably would have come into play somewhere along the lines there. So whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, did, where, where were you at? Did we how much into? OK, so you were talking about Trouty Mouth and we didn't even get yeah. to uh, the rest of that episode. But uh, Santana performs with the Trouble Tones at sectionals. They end up placing in second, not first, which is obviously not good enough to continue on. Uh, but Quinn is going to come to them, all, all of the girls, the Trouble Tones, in the bathroom and plead with them to come back. Look, it's our senior year. We really should be spending it all together, and we would love to have you back with us, uh, promising them also, you know, not just like, we want you back, but, uh, you know, we understand what you guys were, you know, upset about, essentially, that you guys were, you know, not getting uh, enough time at the front of the stage like you deserve. And I talked to Mr. Shu and I talked to Rachel and uh, we are definitely going to be able to, you know, make sure that the Trouble Tones have one song per set list at every, you know, competition remaining in our year together. So they end up, uh, you know, she doesn't get an answer from them right then and there. But uh, Quinn tells them to come to the auditorium. They could use a couple more uh, girls voices uh, and they sing some We Are Young where the Trouble Tones reunite with the New Directions and everybody's happy, you know, arm in arm holding hands, singing a song, singing some fun, and uh, it's a really great moment for all of them. My favorite thing about that scene is when, you know, they're in the bathroom and Santana and Mercedes are, like, both, like, we were better, like, what the fuck? And Brittany's like, well, I think it could have gone either way. <laughs> like, that is, like, the level of 
indifference <laughs> and impartiality that I would love to achieve. I just love that. She's like so unbothered. The two of them are so pissed. And she's like, well, I mean, we tried. She says <laughs> something else in there too. They're like, uh, I think they're like, oh, like, should we go back? And she's like, would they let us? Or so? I don't know what she says, but I'm sure you, you have the entire scene memorized. But yeah, Brittany is uh, an underrated star of that when you really the focus is on the other three. But, you know, Brittany doing Brittany. <laughs> So uh, we get to the Michael episode. Santana's back with the New Directions and a big episode here for Santana. They're planning to do some Michael Jackson. The Warblers are going to come on in to try to intimidate them, but she's not going to take it. Yeah, um, I love this uh, meeting of the bitches. This is a lot of fun. Um, Sebastian has been being an ass for the past few episodes. Now, it's kind of been... a bit of an isolated incident and Santana really hasn't been around to really know what's going on but as soon as like she's made aware of who this person is it's just it's it's on and popping so um they are fighting over which glee club is going to be able to do Michael um and uh this is going to lead towards Sebastian uh trying to originally trying to hit Kurt but ends up hitting Blaine um in the eye with rock salt in a in a slushy Santana knows that something was wrong with that slushy. She wants to figure out exactly what was going on. So she does uh, challenge Sebastian to a sing-off, which she wins. Um, and uh, she's able to get um, Sebastian on tape saying that he put rock salt in the slushy. She taped it to her underboob. This isn't violent. I, another, uh, how many, how many times am I going to say in these six, uh, seasons worth of Santana, another iconic moment, uh, for Santana Lopez, as she does what she does best. She sets herself on a mission and she's going to, she's going to achieve the goal that she set out for of, uh, getting this confession from Sebastian here after, like you said, an iconic, uh, performance from them with the smooth criminal, uh, battle the duel there we can save uh any further comments for the song portion uh even though we also, talked the entire length of the other one yeah there's a deleted scene i think that might and i have both seen at this point but if you haven't there's a deleted scene from this episode in which um santana Artie, and i believe uh uh kurt all just show up at at dalton dalton academy yeah and it's really cool yeah i like it um, but yeah, so she she got the confession on tape. She recorded it with a, a recorder taped to her under boob. And, uh, you know, this goes back to the, the loyalty that Santana has, that once once she decides that she is going to be loyal to her people, um, obviously there are times where that's, you know, kind of touch and go or whatever. But uh, when she decides that she is going to stand up for the people that she's standing up for, uh, she's going to do it all the way. So they end up inviting the Warblers back to uh, watch them perform black and white or black or white. Um, and they decide not to press charges because now the warblers all know exactly who their leader is. I'm like, yeah, you guys probably knew who he was anyway. But uh, the whole point of this is kind of essentially also show them like, we're not scared of you. We can do Michael better than you can. And uh, if we want to do it, we're going to do it. So back the hell off. Um, Moving into the Spanish teacher. This is a, a good episode for Santana as well. Like this whole season is like not it's not even just like a consistent like, I mean, well, there's definitely consistent storyline going on, but they just keep throwing things at her to like, be the star of this episode too. Be the star of this episode too, and you love to see it. Uh, the Spanish teacher is all about uh, Will, of course, Mister Shu, and how much he sucks at being a Spanish teacher. But Santana's going to take a big role in this episode in putting him in his place, and uh, also kind of like showing a different side of herself that you know, like part of her background, and, and in a way that she never has been able to before. Yeah, um, I I enjoy this episode because it's sort of like one of the only times in which this. Uh 
show really talks about race and ethnicity, and I think that it was done pretty well. I mean, Mr. Shu gets caught out for a lot here. I mean, the, the most egregious of the acts being that he doesn't even really know too much about the language in which he purports to teach, as Sue would say. Um, and he puts on this 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 very gaudy performance of a little less conversation, and he make uh, puts it in Spanish while he's got Mike and Brittany dressed up as bulls, and he's like in a Marriott. It's just it's just like what are you doing? Like com- conflating Mexican and Spanish? It's just a bunch of shit. Um, and this is after the great performance of La Ale Benita with uh, Ricky Martin and and Santana, or what was his name, David. David, David Martinez. Martinez. You can call yeah, him Ricky so, Martin. That's fine. Yeah, or Ricky Martin, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, I mean, and the, the guy is there because he is trying to give, show a little bit of his culture for the Glee Club to sort of, you know, have a little bit of revamp and learn about other types of performance styles. And, um, you know, so that's the entire reason why he's there. And so she, he, she does get to team up with him and put on a performance. And then it's just, it all goes to shit when Mr. Shu comes out there to do his his set and it's trash. And Santana's like, I was the one that lodged the complaint because you say that you speak Spanish or you want to you want to teach Spanish, but you don't even really know what you're doing. So why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Santana's Give it to someone else point, that knows what they want to do. She really hasn't been able to, you know, stand up to this point and like uh, not even like stand up, but she really hasn't like expressed a whole lot of, um, you know, just like who she is and where she comes from and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and this, this episode gives, you know, both characters, um, a lot more to work with on that. Like Will obviously uh, is, is called out for, you know, a lot of the, the fact that he's been teaching in such an awful way. Like he's out here teaching Spanish with a little less conversation like this, like the way that he's doing all the, the whole mess there. Um, and Santana, you know, in a good way here where she's going to really get to show like, like, no, this is not it. Like, I, I I don't know what you think you're doing here, but this is not like she's pushing him at the beginning of the episode being like, oh, Mr. Shu, like I can't wait for your performance this week after David Martinez gets to do sexy and I know it. She's like, oh, I can't wait. Like, you're going to put on such a great... And she, like, knows that he's not going to be able to put anything together that is any kind of good. And she's right. He's not good at all. Uh, So after she, you know, stands up to him and says what she has to say, uh, Mr. Shu ends up realizing that, uh, yeah, she's probably right. Not not probably. She is right. Uh, He ends up giving up the job of Spanish teacher to Mr. Mr. Martinez, David Martinez, uh, choosing instead to now take one of the open spots for a history teacher. Uh, so he's going to go do that where I'm sure he's got all the knowledge to back him up there. I mean, I don't know what the hell this guy does. Um, but I guess being a Glee club teacher is not a full-time position, so he's got to teach something else. Um, so yeah, that's what's happening there. And meanwhile, all the, all along, you know, she can't just have one teacher, uh, be her enemy for the, uh, for the episode. She's also got to be arguing with Sue who thinks that, uh, Santana's filing a complaint about her. It's like, uh, not, it was actually, uh, not her, but she's just always fighting with the teacher about something. <laughs> I was here to say, like, yeah, she is uh she is definitely fucking up a bunch of people's spot for the tenure because that's what this whole thing is about with those adults. They just they just want the uh the tenured spot. Right. And uh they are not happy with Santana. I love this scene. Sandbags, you and I need to have a serious chat. Now I realize when I chose Becky as co captain for the Cheerios, might have rubbed you the wrong way. Wanky. <laughs> right when I'm trying to have a Baby, a baby with whose vagina? <laughs> so Valentine's Day is going to show up here. <laughs> season three. 
Uh, Time for the heart episode. Uh, Valentine's Day, Brittany is going to bring Santana her first gift, which is uh, Brittany's infinite playlist. All of uh, Brittany's favorite songs that make her think about Santana. Uh, So Santana thanks her, and they go in for a kiss, and then here comes Principal Figgins. I'm not saying it. Why not? (laughs) Because I hate it. You ruined it for me. That was your setup. You've ruined it for me after putting it at the end of that episode. Did you so many ever times. listen to that back? Yes, I did listen to it back, <laughs> which is why it's ruined. Which is why I will never Teen say Teen lesbians! It. Teen mm. lesbians! Teen lesbians! Oh my god. In Nobody any ever, case. I don't think I ever got a single message about that. People just brushed it off and moved on and with, with just, their lives as they should. They just, they just shook their heads in silence. Uh. <laughs> just moved on. Um, but Figgin stops them. He's like, you guys. You, you girls, no kissing, no PDA. No kissing. We've had some complaints from other people, and, and that just pisses Santana off. She's like, oh, so Finn and Rachel are able to slob each other down, but I can't make out with my girlfriend. It's just such bullshit. She's going to take this problem and move it on over into the uh, the God Squad because they've got a Valentine's Day uh, singing gram thing going on. And so she's going to request that they sing a song to Britney and she is making it very clear that it is to Britney, her girlfriend, not her friend who is a girl, but the girl that she likes to kiss romantically because they're together romantically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. scissoring. Together. Meanwhile, like Finn and Rachel are getting engaged. So like that's where the singing gram was going in the first place. And um, I don't know. I just kind of like this, uh, you know, Santana and Rachel check in here because they really barely interact in the first three seasons. And when they do, um, it's usually something negative. But Santana is like, oh, no, I support your engagement. If you want to be unhappy with Finn Hudson for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. Go right yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like this episode mainly because Joe's in it. This is his big debut. But it is sort of... I mean, when you spent like the first half of the season talking to Santana about how she's accepted no matter what, this sort of doesn't really have a lot of weight on it. I mean, obviously, it's nice to 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 see that there are Christians that are able to be progressive. That, that I guess that's probably the, the lens that they were going with now. But I always felt like, do you really need this, Santana? Because everyone loves you. You know what I mean? Like, of course, there's still going to be people out there that don't really give a shit. But, like, just narratively speaking, I was just like, I never really was invested in this storyline because we literally just went through this with you about how you're going to have people that are going to love you regardless. So it just kind of felt very, let's just figure out a way to, I guess this is just more of me complaining about how Joe is just not giving anything of real substance. Yeah, that's just bullshit. (laughs) You know what, Matt? Let me fucking come to the relationship. Teen lesbians! I I don't need you jumping on teen lesbians yes um and then by the time we see them together again they're at the sugar shack joe decides to sing to them you know love is love man and they dance together they share a kiss and uh, cherishes the words all is well for the most part besides the fact that like figgins literally told them not to kiss because they're two girls but you know besides the fact Ooh, you don't know how many times I wish that I could hold Cherish. you. You don't know how many times I wish that I could hold Cherish. you. You don't know how many times I wish that I could mold you into someone who could cherish me the way that I cherish you. Okay, so 
So it's not even a big, a very big episode for her. Uh, a bigger episode for Santana gets, uh, you know, coming here in Saturday Night Leaver. We're going to see Santana is going to sing If I Can't Have You to Britney. And uh, Mr. Shu is going to ask her, so uh, there's, you know, a bit of a deeper meeting here, huh? So you're singing about how you want to support marriage equality and, you know, by going to law school and whatnot. And Santana's like, uh, I mean, I support that and I will always love Britney, but it's a little bit more about how I, I want to be famous. So we're taking a bit of a shift here. Uh, this episode, I think, if uh, like unless something came up along the way, uh, I think is going to be the first time that uh, Santana mentions her, I guess, future goals of wanting to be a star, wanting to be famous. Like we've we know that all these Glee kids want to you know perform or whatever. Um, but she is. This is her goal. This is her next step in life at this moment in time. Like when you just ask her flat out, like, what do you want to do next? It would be, I want to be famous. Um, so. I don't know what Mr. Shu is up to and what he's thinking at this moment, but uh, this episode's going to be about Santana, Mercedes, and Finn uh, finding, you know, what is their path. It's not as laid out as some of the other kids. Yeah, um, we, yeah, I guess they really they do a lot of play catch up in this episode because we hear a lot about what Mercedes and what um, Santana want. We already know which Finn has been struggling with. I mean, he's still kind of figuring out. Oh, is it is it acting? Is it football? Like, what am I going to do? Um, but yeah, this is the first time that she's been extremely vocal about wanting to be famous. Uh, Brittany is going to go into high gear to get this shit crack a lack in. I mean, she didn't already leaked the sex tape. She's like, look, if you want to be famous, this is how you do it, which she's not wrong. Like, <laughs> it has worked for people in the past. Why why can't it work again? But so, they're in high school. They're in they, high school. They are in high school, which would be child pornography. Unless they were 18, in which case it's legal. So... Mm. When's her birthday? Yeah, they go to Sue's office and Sue is going to talk about how she's disappointed in Santana because she doesn't seem to care about how she achieves her goals of becoming famous. She's like, I I want better for you, which seems like a relatively genuine moment from Sue. Um, And Santana ends up agreeing. I mean, she didn't want the sex tape to go online, but, you know, uh, Brittany did it anyway. And she admits (laughs) to Sue that she does like she would like to go to college, like if that is something that she can end up doing. Um, And uh, next thing you know, Sue's got an acceptance letter for her from the University of Louisville. She has been given a full ride, a full ride scholarship here for cheerleading. Yeah, Sue forged her signature and sent in the applications. There you go. And uh, and Brittany is also going to be involved here because apparently she came up with this idea. Uh, we know that Brittany is a secret genius, especially when it comes to uh, all things Santana Lopez related. So Santana, you know, a nice moment here at the end of Saturday Night Lever where a Gleave, Saturday Night Lever that could not come out um, where Santana is just really appreciative of both Brittany and even Sue in this moment who are really helping her kind of like, you know, push forward in a direction where she, she not that she wasn't motivated or anything, but like she's had so much else going on this year, uh, especially with, you know, everything at home and just uh, everything. Brittany, just so much going on that she hasn't, I guess, put uh, as much attention on her future plans. And now she's got at least an option, like a full ride for cheerleading. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I mean, I mean, she must have some good grades or I guess Sue is just being being the national uh, champion that she is. She has some pull in a lot of cheerleading programs and they're like, well, if Sue Sylvester is telling us that this girl needs to be at her school, then, you know, I guess it, you know, she's throwing her weight around a little bit. But um, it did feel very sort of I mean, I remember, I remember watching it for the first time and I was like, hmm, this seems weird. Like, so how are they going to do this? in season four because i knew that they were not going to get rid of naya rivera for season four so i was like hmm i wonder how this is going like where are you guys going with this and Mm -hmm. we eventually will find out but i'm glad that both sue and um 
Britney were looking out for her because Santana, I mean, like, girl, what were you doing? <laughs> like, what were you doing this whole time? Like, you want to talk about Britney not graduating? What are you doing? Where are you going? <laughs> and you know what? Not to say, let me let me back up because you don't necessarily have to go to college after high school. There are plenty of people that don't and have very successful lives, some lucrative ass lives. So it's not like college is the end all be all, but it's like it didn't seem like she had any kind of plan at all other than I want to be famous. A girl who doesn't? <laughs> we all want to be famous. Do we? Well, a lot of people do. It's not an uncommon. Uh, it, it it's it's very common. Like I gotcha. Girl, get in the get in line. You know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, yeah. I mean that that's that kind of line of like I want to be famous. It's like what does that even mean? Like what? Like exactly. you want to go TikTok famous? I mean, look, the, not that year. Um, TikTok will <laughs> be a couple years off. Uh, in this timeline, but still, it's like, are you are you going? I don't know. MySpace, YouTube, whatever. Uh, but whatever is uh you know what she's looking for there and i always talk i talked about this at the time as well while we watch these episodes it's like santana really doesn't even cheerlead on screen that much so like it's hard to, for me to believe that she is like that good at cheerleading like i guess she's the captain or whatever but sue also kind of plays favorites and she knows who her her stars are and uh the unholy trinity seemed to be there the stars but again we never really see it so it's still weird whatever okay uh that aside uh dance with somebody is uh a pretty focused uh episode for at least santana around her relationship relationship with Rachel. Uh, she does get to sing with Brittany. They sing, I want to, da- I want to dance with somebody together and have a great time there. Um, but then later on, she's going to link up with Rachel and they're going to sing so emotional together uh, and have a great time and come to this realization that like they wasted three years being enemies when they could have been dominating together in the way that they just did. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really sweet uh, to see them sort of come together a little bit. Although, I mean, she can't come together that quickly because she's like, Oh, now I don't want to. She's like, now I'm feeling want to miss you. How about you just say something mean so I can start hating you again? But <laughs> yeah, it's nice um, that the two of them sort of like come together because I mean Santana's sort of been through it um, this this season, and it's you know nice that through all, all of it she's able to kind of come out of this with more than one friend than maybe she had in the beginning of Glee Club. So and remember this when we get to season four slash five, specifically five about how. You know, Rachel's like, even though Santana goes out of her way to make my life miserable, I still respect her talent, her ambition. Um, uh, Santana's always, or, did I get that? No, that's whatever. They, bo- I mean, they both share like mutual adoration for each other of like, you know, respecting each other of like what they bring to the table. Um, and, you know, Santana puts up a picture of the two of them in her locker and they share a hug and, you know, things are, are going well. And again, going into the next couple seasons, we're going to see how that will very quickly fall apart. So... Uh, unfortunate for those two, um, but, you know, more on that to come. Uh, this is just, you know, one very quick scene or a quick episode for the two of them. Out of the 66 episodes in seasons one, two, and three, uh, you know, it's it's insult, 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 insult. Here's one scene of them sharing a nice moment together. I mean, she was supposed to be a bridesmaid at Rachel's wedding, but, you know, that was just all the Glee girls. So whatever. <laughs> uh, let's go to prom. Let's go to prom. Senior year, prom. Santana's <gasps> in the running yet again for prom queen. Never mind. <laughs> I knew. I know what you were going to say. <laughs> I'm glad we've gotten to that point. <laughs> that you just let yourself down. <laughs> um, yeah, prom. Santana. Gleek, uh, she's going to be, you know, the prom queen again. Um, Ritty... <laughs> has been this is like her only thing that she's ever done for you know this is the only duty that she's ever fulfilled as class president and she has decided to go for a prehistoric theme for this year's prom banning a bunch of 
shit, one of them being hair gel, so Blaine can't even show up looking the way that he wants to look. Um, Rachel has been dealing with the fact that she choked for her Niata audition, and on top of that, Finn is going to prom with Quinn because Quinn would like for Finn to be next to her when she wins because she has this whole thing mapped out because she's going to stand up and show everybody, oh my god, I can still walk, guys. It's a whole thing, so... She lost her chance at Niata, and now she lost her boyfriend on prom night, so now she's like, you know what, I'm going to have an anti-prom, and we're going to all go to the hotel and do whatever the hell we want to do there, and that's great. And Santana's like, no, you're going to do that. I'm going to go to prom, my senior prom, with my girlfriend and have a good time. We're not. We, it sucks that it happened to you, that you choked on your audition, but don't try to spread your negative energy on the rest of us. This is our last time that we get to do this, and I'm not going to spend it in some sleazy-ass hotel, um, which... Rachel needed to hear because, girl, you choked. It happens. Sorry. Um, but Brittany and Santana do go to prom together. They dance the night away. Um, they go off to count the votes. Both Quinn and Santana have been tasked with counting the votes so that they keep each other honest. Quinn wins. Santana doesn't really seem to have that much of an interest in it this year. Last year, yeah. But this year, she's just like, eh, you know what? And Quinn, to be honest, kind of feels the same way. It's like, um, I kind of felt like this would be something else this would mean something different for me and it really doesn't so the both of them actually do decide you know what let's give this to someone who actually might need a little bit of cheering up right now and need a moment for themselves and need a win and rachel had decided to actually come over to the prom finn came and got her after being pissed off with quinn and rachel and uh, santana and quinn rigged the votes which is exactly what (laughs) rachel was expelled for earlier um I was and say, give exactly her what Britney queen. wanted them not to do uh keep each other honest by not rigging yeah. the votes <laughs> and then exactly. they rig it anyway rigged rigged election and uh yeah rachel wins yeah sort of not really and then we get the first uh dance for the prom I mean, I king guess, and- i guess like look if it, technically speaking quinn knew that she won but then she said she didn't want it and if santana didn't want it then Oh, but there's other girls that are up against them. Never mind. <laughs> I was trying to justify it in my head, but no, it's still rigging. That Rachel would have won. No, yeah. The, so very Rachel much wasn't like anywhere. She's like a write-in ballot, which no, no, which no. should have tipped people off because it's like, how did Rachel win this shit? Like, I didn't vote for that bitch. Did you? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> there were uh, other candidates ahead of Rachel. Rachel was not even at prom uh, at first. So, yeah, uh, we end up seeing the first dance of the uh, prom king and queen, Finn and Rachel here, and uh, we get Quinn and Santana then go up to the stage to sing Take My Breath Away. Quinn has her big moment, and Santana's there to, you know, hold and support her. Uh, Take quite my chair away! So, not, not that. Um, <laughs> over in Nationals, the New Directions are all going into a bit of a tizzy preparing for the competition. Mercedes is down. She's sick and everything is in chaos. Santana goes off on everyone saying she'll go all Lima Heights on them, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is uh, getting pretty chaotic there. We have a nice scene of our uh, our trio, Brittany, Quinn, and Santana, who chat about, you know, uh, they started together and now they're about to be ending together, you know, just the three of them. Uh, all through these three years, they're still here. Um, we don't get a whole lot of uh, scenes with these three. I think people have counted before and there's maybe like, I don't know, under 10. It's crazy. It's sad. Um, but they have one here. Uh, the three of them, you know, are, are towards the end of their journey in their time uh, in the high school and the Glee Club together. Um, and then, of course, they go on, have a big Nationals win, a fantastic set list there. They all head back to the school, celebrate their big win. Brittany and Santana share a nice kiss amidst the celebration, give the thumbs up over to Becky Jackson, who seems very happy for her. So things seem to be going well on that end of things as well. And then it's time to say goodbye 
time for graduation. Uh, the unholy Trinity, as well as all the other seniors are getting ready for, uh, the big graduation. Um, of course, you know, as, as the current plans were for all three of them, Santana, Brittany and Quinn to go on and graduate. Uh, Santana, meanwhile, is hearing all of the good news from Mercedes and Mike about how they're, you know, what they have next. Mercedes has the recording contract lined up. Mike is going off to dance school. Um, and Santana's a little upset. Like, why am I not getting a recording contract? I'm just as talented as Mercedes. It's like, did you necessarily do like, I mean, Mercedes had like, you know, the video was put online and Sam worked some magic behind the scenes to make that all happen. It's like Santana. I mean, Brittany put a sex tape online and I don't really know if that was really whatever. Um, so, you know, <laughs> a little bit different there. Um, but speaking of those two, as Santana is still, you know, not exactly sure what her next step is. Uh, it turns out neither is Brittany because the two of them are going to go out to dinner with Santana's mom and uh, we find out some news. Yeah, um, she don't want to go to college. She don't want to go. She just wants to be famous. Okay, that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Famous. Um, and her mom is gonna urge her that she really should go to school. But you know, if you really don't want that, I do have some money that I've been saving up for your college fund. Take that. Go to New York. So I guess this is when everybody's like, oh, okay, this is what's going to happen with Santana season four. She's going to go to New York with Rachel. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what happened. Um, but not <laughs> Brittany, however, will not be joining news, yeah. because Brittany has a one point, no, a 0. 0.0 grade point average. Um, she really shouldn't have even been a senior, but, you know, no child left behind. It's bullshit. Got her here. Um, so, yeah, she will not be graduating. She'll be having to repeat her senior year at McKinley. So, yay, Heather Morris, extend the contract. Which she's not even upset about. She's like, I'm happy. I'm, I'm excited about it. I get to do it all over again. I get to stay here. Um, I'm, you know, like whatever, whatever. <laughs> this is more of the, she's looking forward to it. We could have gone either way energy that we, we know and love. Right. So, um, so Santana is, you know, talking about, you know, maybe I'm just going to end up staying here. I'll stay here in Lima. I'll stay here with Brittany and, you know, that, that'll be life and I'll figure it out from there. So, you know, of course, a lot more to come on that when we uh, catch back up with Santana in season four. Um, but that seems to be the plan for now Santana the seniors all go to sing to the underclassmen they get their diplomas they celebrate after graduation we get a nice scene with Santana and her mom uh, who her mom is going to come up to her at her locker and give her her uh, graduation gift that check uh, which she says like you said to do whatever you want with it uh, follow your dreams wherever that takes you uh, she has her full the full support of her mom which is great because of course we know she still doesn't have that love and support from her abuela that she was really looking for but her mom is uh, guiding her to, to follow her dreams dreams she knows how you know talented and how ambitious her daughter is and um i would you know if i i would like to think if i had a daughter like santana um that i would feel the same way of like just kind of trusting her uh that if the, you know what what she of course like you kind of like I don't know. I, I say, of course, as if I, I've ever been a parent, but like, I don't know, from my parents experience of like of seeing how my parents were with me, like everybody wants to see your kids like go to school and take that next step of like what the normal route is. Um, but sometimes you just got to like trust if they have a plan, if they have an idea. Uh, speaking of personal experience, you know, it, sometimes it works out and, uh, you know, you just got to hope for the best for them. Let them make the decisions on their own once they're old enough. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all you really can do. Right. Is. Just give them the tools to make their decisions and whether or not they do what it is that you think is most ideal for them is really not up to you. All you can do is guide them and just be there for them when they fall and help them out as much as you can. But, I mean, it's Santana. Like, I mean, I've always sort of been envious of people that uh, 
don't necessarily go straight into college and sort of like do the gap year thing or find something else that they love because i mean i mean this conversation isn't really new i mean it's kind of crazy that they that we tell kids in this country at 18 years old you must know exactly what it is that you need to do you know what i mean like, that's mm-hmm. kind of a lot to ask of people so the people that are sort of like outside of the system and still make things work for themselves props to you because it's hey like you know um so yeah santana graduates and uh, yeah that's a very a very big season three uh for her where Mm -hmm. uh she just goes again goes through the ringer she gets outed she has you know she's she's dealing with everything after that she's you know Dealing with Will, with Sue, with Rachel, with uh, the trouble tones and, and, you know, losing after they, you know, put a lot of effort into standing out and kind of like speaking up for themselves. We might have kind of brushed over that a little quickly, but like speaking up for themselves of where, you know, they had one competition where they were able to perform uh, and stand outside of the Rachel and, and, and even Blaine this season and Finn spotlight and be themselves and show their full potential on stage. Uh, they finally get a chance to do that and it ends up not going well. They lose to the new directions again, even without Rachel on that team. So it's just, you know, uh, a little upsetting for them there but now they're going to be able to go forward they do their you know trouble tones performance at nationals which ends up getting them the big win so you know a lot of things ending on a positive note with the big win there with everybody you know moving on Brittany seems to be content staying where she is Santana seems content to be staying alongside of her but of course we know that's not where the story is going to end so we have plenty more to come plenty more to come very exciting so you ready for some songs I believe I am all right So we've got 10 more songs up for the day. Uh, We're going to start at song number 30 and make our way to song number 21. And uh, we're going to see if and when Trouty Mouth ever shows up in the list. So are you ready for song number 30? Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Santana Lopez, song number 30. You can turn a phrase into a weapon or a drug. You can be the outcast or be the backlash of somebody's lack of love. Or you can start speaking up And nothing's gonna hurt you the way the words do When they settle neath your skin Kept on the inside and no sunlight Sometimes the shadow wins But I wonder what would happen if you Say what you wanna say And let the words fall out So uh, we love this song. We love this cover, uh, or at least I do a lot. Um, they sound great together uh, here in uh, season five, right? This is season mm-hmm. five. Uh, yeah. Brave. Yeah. I don't know why for a second I was like four. No, it's season five. Uh, comes in at song number 30. Yeah. There's this uh, picture of the two of them um, while filming this that I absolutely love that it's on. Oh, it's in my archive on Instagram. I'll find it later and send it to you. But I love the two of them there. They're just sitting together waiting to start filming again um but 
yeah, no, I love this song. It sounds so great, and the the, the finish is so strong because Santana lets out that one note, and it sounds so good. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love this song. All the notes sound good. Like I could I could have gone to any part of this song, and uh, they just are both crushing it. And then we get to the end. Santana, Santana, get dressed, Santana. It's like what you just did the whole thing. Oh, it was all in her head. <laughs> get it? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> So that's what's happening here in Brave Season 5 song. Coming in at number 30, let's keep on moving. Song number 29. Let's hear it. Michael Rennie was ill the day the earth stood still. But he told us where we stand. And Flash Gordon was there in silver underwear. Claude Rains was the invisible man. Then something went wrong for Fay Ray and King Kong. They got caught in a celluloid jam. Then at a deadly pace, it came from outer space. And this is how the message ran. <laughs> Why do you always play? That's what's on YouTube. <laughs> uh, this is this is good stuff. I mean, it's obviously like you know, who thinks back to like iconic Santana performances <laughs> and thinks like science fiction double feature, but like it's there and it's great. Yeah, it is. It's really a nice treat every single time. I'm like, oh yeah, she does sing this shit. Good, good for you, girl. Yes, it's a perfect opening. Mm-hmm. Love it. For I, I honestly like I don't know if this is embarrassing. Probably a little embarrassing. I think for the longest time I thought it was Quinn. Like when I was younger, for when this first came out and all this stuff, and it was just a pair of lips up there. I'm pretty sure I thought it was Quinn. Hmm. I I feel like I could understand why you would think that just listening to it. Mm-hmm. It's making me excited for Halloween. Oh my God! It's only May. It's like if Quinn and Santana had a a, a baby. I don't know. Maybe in one universe <laughs> that happens. Um. That's what I think it would sound like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Science fiction double feature, of course, from uh, the Rocky Horror Glee show comes in at number 29. And uh, speaking of Quinn, here's song number Miracle. 
Take my breath away. Promisaurus, season three. Quinn and uh, Santana singing together. Not for the. Is it for the first time? The two of them. Just, just, just the two of them. I think it is, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's always other. If someone else is there, it's Britney. But yeah. yeah. Nice. Um. Yeah. No. I. I love this performance. Um. It never. I didn't really like the song when I first heard it. Just something about the. Um, production of it always kind of got on my nerves when I first heard it but over the years I've really grown a liking to it and watching it um with the scene is sort of like it just you know makes it that much more powerful um mm-hmm. yeah so I I love this performance and I'm glad that we got a Quinn and Santana duet yes and it's a perfect spot for it like it's just you know it's not like you you need to create stakes around it it's just them singing well okay I take that back obviously there's huge stakes around it because of Quinn getting up out of the chair um, but it's not like for for the two of them singing together like it's not like you needed to create a whole storyline or something it was just you know uh, as if they don't already have a storyline where they're you know connected at all three seasons whatever I think you get what I'm trying to say it just uh, is a natural spot for it and I think it's great um that's all I got there. So uh, number 28 is Take My Breath Away. And we move on to number 27, which is a song that the audience said is the second to bottom of the Santana Lopez songs. Second to bottom. Uh, obviously, you did not hear it in the first part, which means it made its way up here. Um, and I'm glad it did. Let's hear song number 27. I dreamt of San Pedro, just like I never gone. I knew the song, young girl with eyes like the Shining coat. I thought you were Kurt. I'm an authentic Spanish matador. Just two really hot people that can sing really well doing a song up on the stage in McKinley High School. Like, what What do you guys not like about it? I, I guess I understand that it's, like, not most the most memorable, but, like, y'all, let's go. And also the fact that it's in Spanish, I'm sure people are kind of like, oh, it's a Spanish song, and then they kind of brush over it, which is so bad because there's so much good Latin music out there. Just just, uh, just, just rewatch. I mean, like... Just, I, I don't know. I'm I I get mesmerized watching this performance. No, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Latin pop really be uh serving up bops and like maybe once in a lifetime or once in like every two years, American pop music will throw it a bone. But only if an American's already singing it, like some fucking Justin Bieber on what's it called, Despacito. Despacito. You know what I mean? Um, but no, this is a lot of fun, and uh. 
the laser show that they got going on. I'm like, okay, all right, budget, come on, let's, let's keep this up. I love it. <laughs> it's like they they genuinely like I, I can't stop thinking about like how good both of them, but uh, Naya specifically like looks here. I'm like they genuinely are like throw being a 17, 18 year old high school student out the window. Like this is just this adult woman that is an incredibly talented performer that we're going to just let dress (laughs) like a beyond high school student. She does not look like a high school student here, but that's fine. Uh, Completely fine here. Wow. That's really feeling something in his lady loins for some, uh, for some, (laughs) they both look so good. (laughs) I I honestly feel like this is potentially the best, that that, uh, the best like outfit, the best look that Naya had, that that Santana has in the entire show. All six. Wow. That's high praise. Think, l- I, let me know when you come up with a better uh, better answer for when she looked better. Uh, okay. I mean, that's, sure. That's I have to answer. think about it, but. <laughs> that's my answer there. Um, so that is song number 27. And we move on to song number 26, which is also from season three. Hit me with your best shot. Why don't you hit me with your best shot? Hit me with your best shot. got an arm on her um so i love this song it's a lot of fun this whole thing here this whole uh hit me with your best shot one way or another it's a lot of fun but it's not better than la isla bonita or uh brave or maybe a couple of other songs this could have easily been a little bit lower and i wouldn't have complained but i mean it's fine i'll i'll live i i do like it like i said what do you think? Yeah, I think people just love this mashup and it kind of gives you like, ooh, season three Glee. You know what I mean? Like right. a lot of people were on to the show at this point. Um, and they did. Didn't they do this song on the Glee project as well? They made them do this. I think so. Yeah. Like season one, I believe they made them do this song. So I think that this was a really, really popular song with the fans. So um, I'm not surprised that it's up here. Well, could it have been season one? Because Joe had already won. Uh, Samuel Larson. I'd already wanted that. Well, maybe, like, maybe, yeah, maybe it was season two then. Season but two. I, I remember them doing it for sure. Yeah. Um, no, like I said, I really do like it. Um, I just see a couple of songs that I think it could have been above, uh, below. I mean, but that's okay. It's uh, still a lot of fun here. Um, the whole scene of, you know, uh, it, it is Trouble Tones versus New Directions, right? Yeah, it is. With uh, mm-hmm. the Trouble Tones leading the way. And when Santana gets that part. And when the lights are all out. Like, she just, you know, owns the song as you would expect. So Mm -hmm. that is number 26. Let's move on to number 25. We got a big one coming up here at song number 25. 
filled with catastrophe, but she knows she can fly away. Oh, she got both feet on the ground, and she's burning it down. Oh, she got her head in the clouds, and she's not Moving in, Santana. What are you doing here? I'm moving in, moving in, <laughs> moving in, bitches. She is indeed. Uh, she's the girl on fire, Katniss Everdeen. Oh no, not that. Um, yeah, this is great. Um, I remember everyone having such a big reaction to the song, but not just the song, but the fact that she, yes, finally she's in New York City. Because I was like, where is Naya? Why we need more Naya scenes? Where's Santana? Yeah, 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 yeah. And finally, they gave the fans what they wanted and put this bitch in New York City. So <laughs> I'm not shocked that this shit is up here either. Yes. Um, it, uh, the audience actually would have had it higher. And it's not to say like we're, we're in like the range where like we gave all of these songs, like every single song since song number essentially since song number 36, like 36 of the 41 Santana songs got at least a four, if not higher. So a lot of this is determined by audience ranking, but also like, you know, I don't know. It was like, again, most of these songs are either a four or 4.5 or a five on the Santana countdown from our side of the bonus side of things. Um, So this got a four, which I'm pretty sure means that both of us gave it that one step below being an iconic song. Um, But somehow that drags it down a couple spots from the audience aside to number 25. Mm. It's weird. Well, this girl's on fire, honey. It's uh, it's a it's a great performance. She absolutely it is a good you know, one, yeah. It. And uh, it's another moment where she might be a little better than the original. And I love me some Alicia Keys, but Alicia Keys has not been able to sing this song in years because really? it's just too high. <laughs> it's too high. She wrote it in the wrong key. It's too high. <laughs> <laughs> I w- yeah. I I uh, I wonder how I would feel about that comparison. I don't know. I uh, haven't listened to Alicia Keys' version in a while, but I don't know. Okay. I will uh, I will go with it. Song number 25, Girl on Fire there. And uh, let's move on to song number 24 that will no doubt get a reaction out of uh, one Amon Adwin. Yeah. Yo. Yo. My men and my women, don't forget about the Dean. Sirak Al-Musta King. Yo. It's about a thing. If you feel real good, wave your hands in the air and lick two shots in the Looking for your friend, the one you let hit it and never 
never called you again. Remember when he told you he was about the Benjamins? You act like you would hear him and gave him a little trim to begin. How you think you really gon' pretend? Like you wasn't down, then you called him again. Plus when you give it up so easy, you ain't even fooling him. If you did it then, then you probably do it again. Talking out your neck, saying you're a Christian. A Muslim sleeping with the gin. Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in. Who you gon' tell when the repercussions spin? Showing off your ass, cause you're thinking it's the trend, girlfriend. Let me break it down for you again. You know I only say it cause I'm truly genuine. Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gem, baby girl. Respect is just a minimum. Brothers messed up and you're still defending them. Now Lauren is only human. You don't think I've ever been through the same predicament? Let it sit inside your head like a million women in Philly pin. It's silly when girls sell they soul because it's in. Look at where you be in. Hair weaves like Europeans. Fake nails done by Koreans. Come again. Yo, a win-win. Come again. Yeah, yeah, come again. My friend, come again. Yeah, yeah, uh. Guys, you know you better watch out. Some girls, some girls are only about that thing, that thing. Lead us in. That was such a visceral reaction every time I listen to this because it's as if I'm they're doing it for the first time. I'll never forget watching this episode and hearing those iconic piano trills at the beginning. And I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. And the elevator opens and she starts spitting those Lauren verses. I lose my shit. And I didn't even know that I, you know, I think what makes, and I know that I talk so much about this album whenever this, this, we come up on this, but I think what makes uh, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill such a good album, at least for me, is that it's an album that I've heard so much growing up, but I didn't realize just how much that music is going to like be so ever omnipresent in my life. And so like when this came on, it just gave me such a re... Um, I just fell in love with this album all over again. I, and the the way that the two of them sing this to like the T, like there are so many of Lauryn Hill's inflections that you can he- that you get to hear both Naya and Amber like put their spin on, and you know that they're fans of the original song because some of those runs are to the T. And I'm like, oh y'all know this shit? Like it just, I just, I don't know. I just feel so connected to them when they sing this song. And uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I just, I love it so much. I love this song. Are you uh, are you good with its placement here at number what was this? Uh, yeah, I'm f- I am fine with its placement here. I mean, I probably would have personally had it higher for both Amber and for Naya, but for or Santana and for Mercedes. But um, I'm fine with it being here because I realized that not a lot of there are some people that just don't really know Lauren Hill like that, which you should because it's the first album that got ten nominations and she won five in one night. It's also the first rap album to win album of the year. Woo. Just saying. Woo. This boy is on fire. I'm just saying. Talking about you. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, it's really good, and I like it a lot, but of course I cannot really uh, top any of those comments, so I will leave it there. Um, Doo-wop, that thing, comes in at number 24. And uh, let's move on to song number 23. Three more songs here on the day. Uh, we got another solo coming up here at number 23. no time. Get on with 
to black. We know uh, Santana Lopez and Amy Winehouse songs go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is a really strong performance. Um, sort of paint by numbers after such the iconic uh, Valley performance is already, you know, said and done, but still really, really good. Um, I don't think that she would have won the solo with this with this audition compa- in comparison to the other ones that are up there, but still mm-hmm. a really solid performance. Yeah, and it's not one that I like think about too often or return to too often or anything. It's a little mm-hmm. shorter. It's like it's it's quick. It's like in this episode that uh, her and Rachel and Mercedes and Kurt are all auditioning and they all get to sing and they all sound good. Um, yep. But it is kind of like just dropped in there. Mm-hmm. Definitely, so. definitely kind of just thrown together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really end up like feeling like it means a whole lot, but it, it definitely you know, of course, is still great. Yeah, I agree. Not to sound like dark or anything, but I, I like to think or hope that, you know, Amy Winehouse and Nye are kicking it up there. And Amy's like, uh, you did amazing every time. You <laughs> He's like, yeah, you did that shit, bitch. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. listening. <laughs> That's that that, uh, you know, I'd like to imagine that a smile as well. on my face. So, yeah, um, you know, so uh, moving on to uh, that was song number 23, Back to Black. And uh, we move on to song number 22. We are uh, bouncing back to season five for song number 22. I think anyone uh, that's listening along right now like thought it was the other one when they first heard the song start playing and like almost had a heart attack. Like, this was this low? I don't think so because you literally said it's from season five. <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. We should uh, talk about how it's been a long day and I'm really tired. <laughs> Me and you both, buddy. I feel you. Um. I. I mean. I've kind of talked about how I felt about this number. Like, I mean, I've ne- as I have infamously never really been going up for Valerie the way that everybody else does. So this number to me is sort of just like a retreading of that, which was the point of this episode. So I get it. Um, would I put it at this high? No, I don't think that it really serves as a particularly interesting reminder of what it was what was in season two. Um, I think it's a very cute performance. So they both sound great. I'm glad that Brittany is in on the song. I love that. Mike Chang and uh, Jake are a part of this as well, but 
in terms of like replayability for me, I'd rather just listen to the original. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know that I'm ever exactly going back to press play on this, like re or you know whatever to replay it or, or anything like that. But uh, I mean, I have fun with it for sure. I uh, definitely love you know some or not love. I definitely enjoy a lot of the uh, redo songs that they do in uh, both of these episodes in season five. Episode 100 and 101. Um, and this one, I'm glad that they, you know, if they were going to redo songs, I'm glad they revisited this one and that it was like, you know, Santana and Britney singing it together and not just like, oh, let's put different characters singing this song. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, most of the time they, they did uh, the same characters, but not all the time. Like Raise Your Glass, they turned from a Warbler's number into an April Rhodes and Will Schuster. So, you know, sometimes they uh, switch things around and mm-hmm. uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart, which got cut, was uh, April and Will instead of... Uh, yeah, what which they still have like yeah. available. Yeah, so um, it's good. It's definitely good. Uh, if it was lower, I wouldn't complain. If it was higher, I might complain a little bit because there's still a lot of good stuff to come. So number 22 sounds good enough to me. And uh, let's go close out the day here with song number 21 on the Santana Lopez countdown. The last song of the day. Here it is. You should take me home tonight I need a man that thinks it's right But it's so wrong tonight Yeah, baby, tonight Yeah, baby Right on the limb It's where we know we both belong tonight It's hard to feel the rush To crash the danger Please, everybody, go. Please go listen to the full song. I'm sure you all have before. I'm sure everybody has. Um, but the full. This is a, a minute and 45 second clip, and of that, maybe it was like a minute and, and 20 seconds of the song. Um, but I, I love the full version of Edge of Glory that they do. Uh, both Amber and Naya get so much more time to like explore the whole song on there, um, and they both do a great job with it. Anytime they sing together, they do an incredible job, of course. Um, so we're closing out the day here, season three podcast with the end uh, national song from season three, a trouble tone song. It seems pretty fitting. Wow. I mean, uh, well, first off, th- this number is one that I typically forget about because it gets not, not 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 that it's not memorable or anything. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying. But like, it's not because I dislike it. It's because it's sort of folded in with all of the other stuff that's going on with this episode. So I don't necessarily this isn't the song that stands out to me. Um, but I do love this song and I do love this cover. And Edge of Glory is like probably one of my favorite Lady Gaga songs. It just makes me feel very, very happy and just like kind of free. So I was super excited when they um, went ahead and did this song. I am equally uh, excited that the fact that Trouty Mouth is yet to be seen. I'm like wondering how how high we dare to put it. I thought that it would have been number, I thought 21. I thought like smack dab in the middle, but I guess, <laughs> I guess not. Not yet. 
I mean, right, I guess look, we'll think about it. Like when you were clicking that survey, like did people click any? Like did people click less than iconic? What do you think? I don't think so. I mean, I'll I'll be shocked if people were like, it's the number one because, I mean, it is just Trotty Mouth. Like it's not like you know. <laughs> Well, that remains a mystery for today and for this part. I believe, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, I don't know the exact release schedule. Let me not promise anything as far as the release schedule goes. But um, this is uh, the end of part two, talking about the entire uh, Santana Lopez high school experience. Uh, still plenty more to come with seasons four, five, and six. And then the top 20 songs on our countdown. So there's that. Yes, 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 yes. All right, let's oh get goodness, out of here. We- let us get out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Choir or at Choir Room Pod on Twitter and on TikTok. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Amon Abomance at Matt Lagori. Make sure that you're leaving us star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcast. We live out on the show. And until next time, guys, we will. We 